Welcome to Thinkering. If you are watching live or listening in on the podcatchers, we appreciate you so much. Uh, for more information on that, head over to thinkering.space, where we have a bunch of things that we'd like to share with you. How's it going, everybody? I'm Jose. I'm Nick. And I'm Keelan. And today we are recapping the second half of what we interpreted as a as a appropriate half of Tiger King, the series on Netflix, episodes four through seven. Um yeah. So <laughs> right. we if we thought it couldn't get uh, more bizarre than what it was for the first three episodes because the first three episodes essentially they, it's two different it's two different um sagas mm-hmm. if you, if, i mean we'll get more into this but the first half the first three episodes obviously we recapped you know all the key characters and of course on episode four we get it uh, and on we get introduced to a, a like one to three other three additional key players uh four actually if you want to include the yeah. fbi uh, agent um <laughs> and essentially this story pivots to a point where i didn't realize it was going to go um and it's not i'm not saying that in excitement i'm saying that in like utter confusion <laughs> uh where joe exotic is now in jail uh for uh for whatever reasons uh, that we'll discuss because it's still very confusing. And then, of course, uh, the day that we're recording this, um, because somebody in the press just decides to think that things are funny if you ask the president something. <laughs> uh, now the conversation of uh, President Trump possibly acquitting Joe Exotic is is fair game. So where do we begin, guys? <laughs> uh, there's so much to go. Kalen, you want to start this one off? I, I'm I'm wondering. Uh, let's think. So where we left off, let's let's start start off with uh, kind of where we left off. Just remembering the level of human integrity um, and the difference that that shows between the three presuming presumably main characters from the beginning. Um, and I thought it was really interesting how at the beginning you paint that you have all of these characters, and then you kind of just stray away from talking about everyone else and we're going to focus on this one person and every every single person's resources and intentions are going to be focused on this one person mm. it i thought that was pretty interesting um but i also thought it was pretty disgusting on joe's end as well the way they handled um the guy killing himself on on in the office on the oh let's site. not get too 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 far ahead on ourselves on that. I don't want to yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will say <laughs> remember the one thing that I I I am going to bring up through this episode is that the the narrative the narrative is controlled by the producers and the fact that they even spun the scenario um where the narrative was going to be controlled based on the footage that now that after it's all said and done is gone um of course now things are coming out that um a lot of that footage had to be uh altered to not show a negative side which i don't know how more negative you cannot show someone to be but uh, of of joe exotic right Mm -hmm. so it it, uh, i have i just the 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 impression i got was that 
the the story is just super altered again like we covered last week um or a few days ago my time flies um <laughs> uh how the 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 current events like the actual events that happened and that were like discussed in the news again don't correlate with like how uh how it wasn't picked up with more attention to many of us um I'm not trying to jump too far in but you know to support what i'm talking about like yes i do remember the last week tonight clip with john oliver talking about joy exotic but that clip you would think that for for, for john oliver i think his goal is to like make you aware of what he's talking about in an effort to like possibly do more research did i go and wanted to like look up joe exotic no <laughs> so it was one of those things where like right. i didn't pay much attention to it but then all the other local news pieces that people did and then the the case that i guess was in the news like again all these things um i think right now are being exaggerated so that you can be feel compelled to be like wait how come i didn't know this like, was I that unaware of what was going on, which helps their narrative on how they're spinning the situation? Because, yes, the conclusion is Joe Exotic is in jail. Right. right. However, I think all these characters that they've interviewed, the way that they had the hidden cameras, I think that was all made up for the sake of making this, this show. So I have a th little theory that that mm. producer that lost all that footage. Yeah. I think he got someone from Netflix to come in and do what he was trying to do. Fix it. Fix it, essentially. Yeah. But yeah. And again, because in his mind, he put his life savings into this and mm -hmm. he wanted to retire right. knowing that this would make money. I mean, whoever the, whoever the producers are right now that made the series, clearly they're, they're getting paid bank. And right. more so if it's one of these associates of, of that one producer, there that's it they, they don't have to work i mean they, they'll probably come back for the the second season but yeah oh, most <laughs> right. well and, and that's i think uh what you're saying actually holds a lot of validity just based on even what they choose to focus on and, and all of the i don't even want to say facts but all of the the things that are said and, and the things that are hinted at with the various characters that are involved and this is what became the story this is what put this person in this situation um i think so i think that holds a lot of validity and uh that would also explain why presumably these other seemingly you know atrocious uh, or as one of nick's words nefarious uh people as these people are there you don't have anyone kind of saying okay well maybe we shouldn't say these things on camera. Like, it seems like a pretty, uh, like well, you there said, was uh, one point arranged and scripted. There was one point where somebody let something slip and we can get to that yes. a little bit later. Yes, and they was. were like, no, what are you doing? Don't do that. And yeah, then, I remember that part. Um, which I don't understand. I mean, like I do understand, but I don't understand why they left that in there, but that's probably leading up to what happened after this whole series happens. So, Right, I must. Um, I think that's an Easter egg for the follow-up. Probably, probably. Um, and so, okay, I think maybe we'll we'll get a little bit more granular granular here. Um, I figured I'd just 
write some notes down while I was watching the whole thing because I was telling the guys it's like a million different things going on at once. And it's I, I was trying to watch just watch. But then I realized, like, I forgot what happened 30 minutes ago because something new was happening completely different and contrary to what happened 30 minutes ago. So um, season or season episode four really kind of gets into the legal battle between uh, Carol and Joe. Right. And the legal battle starts with this sort of uh, copyright issue um, of basically Joe being a, a copycat and copying Carol's name of her sanctuary. <clears throat> he, in my opinion, he added another word to it. I think it was like big cat rescue experience or something. Uh, entertainment. Right. Entertainment. entertainment. Yeah. 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 Uh, and hers was just big cat rescue. Um, so they get into this legal battle between, you know, between the two for the copyright. And to be honest, it was a, in my opinion, it's a little bit flimsy. Mm -hmm. I don't really see how, I mean, I can see how she was pissed because basically she, Joe was just trolling her, just trying to antagonize her over and over again. The problem is, is that Carol's got the money to go into frivolous lawsuits. Right. And that's exactly what happened. So Carol basically buries Joe and everybody that he knows in legal fees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Um, I think that that's kind of like the start of the unraveling of the whole situation is, is, is legal battle. I too agree that that is really where the story starts. That's really where Mm -hmm. the meat of everything is. And I think once even that the whole legal proceeding plays out, that's not just when we're going to get a season or episode two or however you want to look at it, part two. But that's also when we're going to get a little more context as to what what is the real purpose of this? Uh, There was a question asked in um, I want to say it was either episode four or five. Mm-hmm. And it was just relative to like what is every like what is gonna happen at the end, and if then from that point the question had been asked various ways for the rest of the episode, someone would ask it differently. But the question was essentially, what is the end game of this? Like, it seems to me just high key, high key snitching. Yeah, I'm, like, if you ask me, I, honestly, like, it feels like Netflix has just pro- this proclivity now, and maybe HBO with the Jinx and stuff. It's like this mm-hmm. high key sort of snitching of like. Let's go expose these stories and we'll get the dumb people who actually committed the crime to, to comment to, and talk about their crimes. Yeah. Maybe with some sort of thinking that they could be immune because of a statute of limitations or right. something like that. I think that that might be what's going on because I just don't know in what who's good God mind would ever just sign away the information that okay. these guys were signing away. Oh, yeah. Everybody well, in this, everybody in this show d- deserves to be in jail for some one reason 100%. or another. For something you know? that they just for something that they said, something that they admitted to in their past. 100%. Right. Well, right. I mean, even to a crime, like I mean, the 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 perspective of all of these, you know, individuals that pretty much took Joe Exotic down, mm-hmm. like they had one goal, and that was Take to, to sit. No, well, I mean, use him as a scapegoat, you mm-hmm. know. To, to, to wash their hands clean with whatever stuff they were dealing with. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that was a, I'm, I'm glad you said that that was a huge proponent. And I think a huge part of what the actual storyline that we're, that I think they're putting out there for people to pay attention to is 
when you have a certain level, it's not about influence, but just when you have a certain level of understanding and you have something to put some resources to put behind that understanding, you can pretty much trample on anybody you want to. Mm. And this is a perfect example. Like, if anything, to me, this series was about showing the various ways that's done in a CD in a CD situation to begin with. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing dawn so clean about anything in any of these any seven these seven episodes. However, um, it's like you you drop the soap in or, or you drop the oil into the bucket of water, and then everybody's just like the rest of the water is just pointing at the oil. Like, hey, look at the oil, like. No, it, it doesn't really make sense. Something doesn't fit. And that mm-hmm. thing that doesn't fit shouldn't be your sole goal to just let, let's just point this one thing out. Like, no, we're all in the same pool together. We're all in the same bucket, excuse me, the same bucket together. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what that kind of looks like. Not saying that's what it is, because I think that will take so much more information to say. But uh, there's a very clear difference, and it's not sexuality in the context of joe versus every and i mean everyone else if you ask me he's the only one who seems to not um think to himself hey can i how can i take down my my uh other big cat lovers it's just hey you like big cats i like big cats i got big cats you got big cats big cats here big cats there admittedly he did want he did he did want to take carol down for sure yeah yeah after Uh, a point that that, yeah but it wasn't about the cats i think that was personal well, it was certainly personal, yeah. And I think her and her husband are pretty ruthless, man, going after oh, yeah. everybody that he knew. And so basically, and and, well, and his mom, yeah, of Yeah, course. that was disgusting. Yeah, that was pretty fucked. But, you know, like Joe was being a scumbag dude and putting everything in his mom's yep. name. So, <laughs> you know, like. It's, yeah, yeah, he deserved it. And that's why I said even some <laughs> yeah. of him, like, come on, you yeah. can be fraud against your he mom. He was doing bro. some scummy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah so with, with his mom, mom. like. The way that again, going to you know, focusing on 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 the narrative again, Netflix wants you to think that he was the one that did her wrong, and then of mm. course the GoFundMe page, the, the video that they show, you know, she's obviously always going to be you know devoted to her son, mm. but okay, so in real life, Joe Exotic did that behind her mom's back. I mean, his mom's back, and she wasn't aware of anything like that. I no, didn't she admitted it. she admitted that she signed papers that she didn't know. Yeah, she just said she didn't ask or read she what they were, ask. but she did admit to signing everything. She yeah. and she admitted she said, "Yeah, you put it in front of me, I signed it." She just didn't yep. ask she any didn't, questions yeah. or anything. Yeah. Which, right. you know, which yeah, no, I, I mean, okay, yes, that's true. But but the, what I was getting from that episode was the way, and again, it's just the way that they produce stuff. Like it, it makes it sound like whatever background noises were playing or the way that they were like associating the the wording and it's funny too because this you know towards the end of the 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 last episodes um they they netflix itself showed like if you show a part of a clip or if you show it in a different sequence it Mm -hmm. changes the whole situation because they used that Um. example of um the the new partner that you know comes into play um one where it was like defending joe exotic and like Mm -hmm. helping carol Mm-hmm. Um, but then fast forward, that same clip is used with the additional, you know, information that a little uh, bit that, extra, yeah. yeah, yeah, the extra part that actually told what was going on there. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I don't know. It, it's deceptively shot. And the whole thing is, I mean, and I think this is probably just you know par for the course for Netflix. But all of these true crime things, it's like you have to doubt everything that they're telling you. 
right at every point until the very end until you get to the last until you get to the last second where you're like oh. i hope that's not a cliffhanger for the next season right yeah seriously so basically this legal battle becomes the impetus for the rest of the series mm-hmm. um at some point and it seems as though whenever Joe goes out of town, some bad shit happens because I remember in the last couple episodes, for like the first couple episodes, something bad happened when he went out of town. Yeah. And it seems like when he went out of town for a funeral, apparently somebody firebombed his studio and reptile house. Mm-hmm. And it was completely destroyed. Now... Like like Joe was saying just a minute ago, when you first hear this story, it's like, oh, that sucks. It was probably maybe it was Carol. Maybe it was these animal rights activists. Maybe it's this. And then all of a sudden, one of the employees was like, I think it was Joe. It was Joe. Right. And then all of a sudden, the entire well, they, story shifts to like, and then he goes right. to his lawyer with the hidden camera and they were like, oh, you well, you, you know, like he was talking about having the fight with his producer the, and yeah. all of the footage was in that that studio. And the, the lawyer was like, yeah, Joe, you know. And then they then he just left. He was like, yeah, I get you. And then he leaves. Right. Like, that's a lawyer telling you, yeah, you all of the of footage is in there. You should just get rid of it. Well, and just to make sure that you know everyone is, is on the same page with what we're talking about. Obviously, mm-hmm. this was a, a a scene in episode five. I think so. I think that was, yeah. I believe so that was five. Yeah, episode five, where the producer, um, you know, got into. Well, they see, and this is what I hate about Netflix. Like they bring that up after, like at the end. You know, yeah. uh, he was talking of the, for of like the sequence. first four episodes, and we didn't even know that he was producing a reality TV show for. How Joe? about I didn't yeah. even know he had a lawyer, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and of course, the that that's it, the the morning of they showed the or what I thought was the producer running towards the the burning uh, building, mm-hmm. and of course, a couple seconds into the the narrative, you know. Um, then they're talking about some of the employees before they went to the conclusion of oh it may have been Joe they were trying to blame the producer because That's the security right. camera right. showed someone walking with a dog that and, looked and kind of like, had a weird limp walk. yeah just like yeah, the yeah. producer yeah, just like the producer yeah so what I, I what I don't get is you know again one of the drawbacks of Joe Exotic is that he likes to film himself at all times mm-hmm. so that that clip of you know him going into the lawyer's office like how 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 did he not talk to people because the last i remembered he also made why sure would that you he, give up that footage to netflix no he, no, he didn't give it to netflix i, don't think, I, he I think he it gave it to the, the producer yeah, yeah. that's what because i think too that that meeting was a week prior to the burning he, he so, clearly has a so very bad habit of trusting the wrong and the rest of it was burned because well, the producer the said everything was oh, so but the producer wasn't I with him. I think that was an omission. I don't think everything was burned. No, wait, no, no. But the producer wasn't with him when he went to the lawyer. He was with one of his boyfriends or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I, I have this impression that the producer did have something, you know, some footage offside. Yeah. Just the the cream of the crop was what yeah. burned into. I think ashes. I think the main stuff that was lost is like the studio recording stuff, not necessarily right. But what I'm saying. What I'm trying to what was I'm trying to get to is that footage of him going into the lawyer's house was either shot by Joe or the boyfriend. Why would Joe or the boyfriend give that footage over to Netflix if it in unlike it clearly sets up some sort of incrimination that he could have possibly firebombed his own studio? Mistrust. 
That's what I'm saying. I, 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 I clearly, Joe has a very, like, I think a prolific way of trusting the wrong people. But, you, but it doesn't make any sense. He was, just, he wouldn't have given it to the producer. So I'm saying, who's, who did he get? Who got that? How footage? did they get that footage? I, I understand yeah. what you're saying. But, but was, I, or, he was going to his lawyer to talk about how he didn't trust the producer. Right. So why would oh, he give you're that right. producer you're the right. footage? You're right. See, even more, even more reason that this is scripted. Makes no effing sense. Like, why would you give over footage that like should, clearly incriminates you in committing fraud? We should be making uh, bullet points for plot holes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, they're the basically that that whole case is just left open, and what the I guess what the police chief or something was talking about. It's still an open case. They mm-hmm. they suspect it was Joe because it's not over. Yeah, it's not over of X, Y, and Z, yada yada. Um. So, but then he gets uh, he gets one of his friends to basically like, or he just gets some random guy to rebuild the place for like eight thousand yeah, dollars. <laughs> yep, and then make up the the lost profits by making a pizza place. Right. Yeah. Spoiled food <laughs> with the expired meat from Walmart. Expired Walmart meat. Yeah. I mean, you can't well, say that he wasn't a hustler. Was that solely? Oh, one hundred percent. Was now was that that wasn't solely for the. Uh, recompensation of funds that was kind of like after it was like a tap his on name was yeah awesome. it was kind of like yeah. after his name was off and he was just looking for ways to stay involved right but right. that was i mean that i think that's when he came back to what we can yeah i think that was like now. the second rename it was uh i think it was after he did his presidential and then gubat gubernatorial yeah. uh race so he Gubernatorial, gubernatorial, something. What is what is that? Can, can, I, it's governorship, governorship. Oh, that, that's really gubernatorial. the. Yeah, that's what you call it. I forget. Uh, yeah, how to pronounce it. Sorry, guys. Gubernatorial. Guber. <laughs> I can't. Don't right, ask me. Um, so basically, Joe runs for governor and president. Well, I guess he ran for president in 2016 as an in- independent. <laughs> and I'll, it's awkward to say that. I can't say that. That doesn't ring a bell. I can't say it doesn't. I'm I'm sorry. You might be right. I mean, there could have been. I feel like there was like a porn star in there. Yeah, there was a porn star. And I remember hearing something about a crazy gay zoo. It's weird that they said that. And I went just like this. That's yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) I didn't see him on my ballot, but I do remember hearing about it. So he runs for president, obviously doesn't get anywhere. So then he decides to run for governor. And he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't get anywhere. He's not elected for governor, but he does get 19%. Yeah. I mean, that's substantial. It's not terrible. So he is quite popular within the community as you, as the, it shows. Um, And he's kind of good at being a politician and glad handing people. He's, you know, quite charismatic. People seem to really like him. Um, Alas, he wasn't able to make that dream come true. And then we get into, I think Keelan had speculated this in our last episode, the rampant drug use that yes. <laughs> that, yes. that was then going then the to eventually come out. The, the rampant drug use that was going to eventually come out. Before the meth falls out of someone's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to go back to his political run. Let's call mm-hmm. it a political run. His campaign manager. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay. First, you're upset, but you're the ammo guy at Walmart, and this guy gave you your dream job, mm-hmm. and you're bad mouthing him still. 
And yeah. he actually gave you your dream job and you did a substantial enough job to where he made waves, which would put you at last time I checked most presidential or 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 or, or forgot the name of the position at quick governor. No, 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 no. The guy's advisor, the the campaign manager. Campaign manager, thank you. Yeah. Um most campaign managers, don't these people go to like Ivy League schools and stuff? Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're not the they're not the guy on aisle thirteen. Not selling you behind the gun rack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they're not the guy that you ask what's the difference between C4 dynamite and this here gunpowder you got in the case. <laughs> He's not that guy. Yeah. Like, come on. He probably couldn't tell you which bristle to use to clean your 12 gauge, but he's you're helping with a political uh, campaign and you're angry about it. Well, I think one plot hole, another plot hole we can add to that is, again, like my my take on how credible Netflix is towards authentically authentically um, uh, interviewing all these people. They paid them. Agreed. So yeah, so they, they are, get paid. They're going to say what they what Netflix wants you to, to say to mm-hmm. say in order to get a reaction out of uh, out of us. Granite, granite, because that's how I spilled my water right there. He worked. Yeah. <laughs> All our many conversations at Walmart, my, you're what? Oh, what? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't necessarily fault the guy for not wanting to speak to Joe again after what he sees on the true, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's factual. I mean, I guess That's we can, can kind of tie that all in together because it is part with the drug use and all of that stuff that kind of starts the downward spiral for one of Joe's um, husbands. Correct. Uh, his name was Travis. Yeah. Um, and he was not the, obviously, he's not the one that is in the show <laughs> very much except for the, the archived footage. Um, but Joe decides, I mean, doesn't decide, but he lets his drug tendency get a little bit out of control and he starts fueling his husband's, uh, drug dependency, probably from the start, you know, uh, probably from when they were to start being together, because it's interesting because both of his husbands admit that they actually were never gay. No, 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 no. They They, were, they consider themselves, (laughs) they consider themselves to not be gay. In the book, be straight. Exactly. Another episode. So it was only gay fueled. It was only meth fueled gayness, apparently. Which Uh, I want to comment on that for mm -hmm. for any of our listeners or viewers who have dealt with dependency issues. Please chime in because I don't think any of us have any clue what comes with that, and I'm sure there may be some level of understanding behind it, but. At the very moment, uh, our level of understanding is you guys are just saying things for the cameras right now because you were enjoying your time. It's very clear by the footage you were enjoying your time. Why light us? Yeah. <laughs> I think that <laughs> like, might yeah, be a little bit of saving face for sure. Right. And the 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 most perplexing thing was like there's two sides to this because how how could Joe not know Oh, he what knew. was going on with 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 uh, one of his husbands and the the, uh, the and the girl. You know, no, he one hundred percent said he knew. He he made the statement um, when the guy asked him about the gay men in Oklahoma, and he's like, "I they, I go get all the straight men because there are no gay men in this in this state." Yeah, he, he made that statement. Saying, yeah, he was saying that, but that was when that was when the the 
the still alive husband finally left him, I think, right? It was. Because it was, he, but I, he I mean, had a relationship with the, I guess, the receptionist. The recept- yeah. And then yeah. they got had a kid, and mm-hmm. basically that was that. Right. But but just from that statement, it made it make more sense to me how everyone else can have this these stories or these, uh, 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 yeah, these let's call it what, these stories of these men having girlfriends and having intercourse with these women, but it's like, yeah, you might lay with that woman, but you're still going back to lay with that man. You like men as well as women. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, don't, don't tell me, Hey, I was, I was living a lie over here. This is my real life. Like, yeah. Like, no, but this is your life in general. I think yeah. it was, yeah, I think it was a little bit of just saving face and trying to, you know, but I honestly think that that Travis kid probably was straight and he was just addicted to meth because yeah, right. which is why. Yeah. They t- I think maybe the other game. one, the yeah, other I mean, one was enjoying himself quite often. I mean, he got he, he got a tattoo that says "Property of Joe Exotic" on his, basically on his dick piece. So, right. um, I don't I don't necessarily think he was you know he was one hundred percent straight, but I think uh, Travis for sure um, was having issues with his sexuality toward toward right. the end, and and, and, and yeah. that's a different discussion as well. I think that. Uh, is more viable of a statement. They were have you know you were questioning, you were experimenting. Fine, I just think. Um, and well, I will say this though: the stories we heard about the both of these young men's sexuality came from third party sources. Like we right. didn't hear it them, uh, rather on record or uh, uh, the guy, the one who's still with us. We didn't hear him say anything to that nature, other than just, oh yeah, what they say that's true. You know, nothing mm. um, exact or or concrete. So I, yeah. I look at that and I just say, like you say, that's a bunch of saving face. But at the same time, you have these other people. I think everyone had some 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 type of world that they believe this place to be. And they all saw it for different things. And when the wall started cr- crumbling down and they saw behind the curtain, they saw the great odds for what it really was, what it, what yeah. it really was. They started to resent him instead of taking the kingdom yeah right yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like but take some accountability for first your part in keeping this thing going but also your part the naivety that came with it as well well it also was carol's fault carol carol was driving them into a fucking hole where they couldn't financially yeah they financially were just barely up and running anymore and that's when morale started to drop um i'm sure the drug use was going on way before that so way it's not the that. reason for the drug use but but the loss of money the loss of drugs right yeah exactly and yeah. you know and, and in in the case of um one of joe's husbands travis i guess he was having some angst and ennui and uh and apparently he was playing with his gun like he always does and yeah uh, he he normally pretended to point it at himself and other people as a joke and he did this to himself in front of the uh, campaign manager and right. you get to see on CCTV the face of the campaign manager as this kid Travis pretends to point or does point a gun at his head and pulls the trigger and kills himself. Now I have one quick question because that scene again it confused the crap out of me because Joe Exotic has cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. There is no, there is no way you can try to justify the fact that there was only one camera in that room. No, that I, was think, they, I think that's the only angle they wanted to show us. I think. Well, so, no, too. no. Well, I mean, how the guy was describing it was like, yeah, there was only one camera, and I was sitting where that one camera was doing. You know, like that 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 oh, that campaign manager guy pointed that out. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I missed him uh, saying that part. Right. So if that's yeah. the case, then yeah, I'm with you. That is very weird, especially in your office where all your paperwork and stuff is. That right. that again paints you as someone hiding something. Yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, and obviously that's horrific. That poor guy literally just saw somebody blow their brains out. And right. uh, yeah, so that's real fucked up. Um, then we basically segue into introducing a new character into the equation um, in the heart of all of this financial despair and uncertainty. Joe Exotic is feeling like the world is caving in on him. And then he makes a best friend, a man by the name of Jeff Lowell who looks like Everlast's, uh, yeah, basically Thank Everlast. You. I could not find it, but I was like, dude, this dude reminds me of somebody. Yeah, Everlast he is He looks it. like a, a cheap version of Everlast, <laughs> the, the yeah. non-rich version. It doesn't even ride a hog, but no. you look like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he meets this man, Jeff Lowell, um, and basically they become very quick friends, and Jeff decides that he wants to help Joe and – you know, out of the goodness of his heart, he wants to pitch in with the legal fees and he gave Joe some money to to retain the lawyers to fight the Carroll case. And then Joe, you know, because he's got such a great friend now, decided, hey, man, why don't I just put the park in your name so that when Carol comes after me, there'll be nothing for her to come and get? Because at this point, Carol won a judgment for a million dollars. And Joe was like, well, I don't have that shit. And all of his assets were basically in other people's names. And so what he did with the park is file a whole bunch of quit claims, basically jumping the deed from person to person until it finally landed at Jeff's uh, ownership in an effort to try to stall the lawyers from finding out who actually owns the, the, right. the park so they couldn't seize the assets. Basically a stall and reset program. Right. And it seems like Jeff Lowell was in the right place at the right time, huh? Oh, yeah, because he definitely listen. It, well, if you ask me, I think um, looking at him, the way he was painted in this or the person that he is in this, at least. It seems as if he knew who he met and he was just waiting for his opportunity. Mm. He he understood what he needed. He understood what he wanted. Yeah. But he also understood what was at stake and what Joe was losing. So in his mind, if he could keep up the image that he had, which he did, mm -hmm. he can get behind the gate, which yeah. he did. Right. And something that I took from this was Carol couldn't have broken Joe on his her own. Joe, right. Joe, you know, we all saw by the end of this, that's a broken man. Mm -hmm. She couldn't break him on his own. His husband had to take his life the way he took his life. He had to have Jeff on the other side of that gate. And everyone else starting to turn against him at the same mm -hmm. time. That's what broke him. Yeah. Carol couldn't do it from outside that gate. It had to no. start happening inside yeah. the gate. And once, like you said, once we said, like we said, the kingdom, even they said the kingdom started crumbling. Once that decay started to set in, oh man, it it, it imploded. It it imploded fast. Very and and fast. Un, un, unfortunately to say, it got interesting all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it got super interesting. It got real twisty. Yeah. And um, I think that's when we really started getting into understanding, as we alluded to on the last episode about this, how much of a black market in the underworld this really is. Like all of these people from what the guy with the bars and the strip clubs mm -hmm. to the guy um, who certified hitman, non-certified hitman. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that one, too. 
um, <clears throat> and you know, just vaguely layering over top of that, and even uh, the three-letter alphabet boys, as we call yeah. them. Yeah, there's some undertone to everyone's motive and as we are going to continue to allude to it almost seems like the best target for everyone to get what they wanted was joe exotic yeah so what i think before we go any further obviously joe exotic is in jail there was a huge investigation what i think was was going on was there was a rico there was a a basically like a, a rico investigation put up on all three of these people uh, for illegal animal trafficking. And what they did was in Rico, everybody is fucked. And so what they usually do is they get people to turn on people. And if they can pin the entire operations on one person, they're happy to do that because that kind of, you know, packages up everything in a nice little, in a nice little package. So, Obviously, everybody else is going to give you tabs on them easily. So do you think this and this is going to sound bizarre, but do you think this was like a double whammy um, win? I guess you could say um, where you have the FBI wanting wanting to take somebody down. Obviously, they find the person they want to take down with the help of everybody else, but also Netflix there and the producers. Um, not necessarily helping the FBI, but obviously they had to give over information too if they came with with some knowledge of whatever was going on. That's why um, I'm saying high key snitch and Netflix is talking yeah. to the FBI. <laughs> it's a huge question as to um, rather how how these contracts work. One with the Privacy Act, and again, like we're saying, like is there collusion between these networks, the Netflixes, and even the YouTubes? You know, there's so many, there's so many uh, ways out there, bases of information where people are 100%. Like we're sitting here talking to one another about how we feel about the show, and they're sitting on those cameras telling them how they feel about what they were going through. And there's mm-hmm. some guy sitting right now telling some guy on the other end of a camera how he murdered somebody 10 years ago, and Blah, 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 because I don't know any facts and I'm not saying anything more than what I just said. Yeah. Well, and this is a good <laughs> Easter egg for probably our, that next, is... our next episode. Sorry. I was just going to say to think oh, this yeah. is a good Easter egg for our next episode. We'll probably be doing about the CIA and the uh, CIA library that you can, uh, that is open to the public. We thought we'd get into a little bit of the extraterrestrials and stuff, but there was also a program called Project Mockingbird in which. They experimented, not necessarily experiment. They investigated the the what the possible advantages would be for intelligence agencies to have roots in the television industry. So mm-hmm. the Project Mockingbird was basically about what if the CIA was able to be a part of the television industry in some way or the movie industry in some way. And so basically since its inception, television has always had a relationship with the government. Basically any technology that becomes readily available to the public already had a relationship with the government prior because the the government, well, not just the patent number, the government says, say you invent something. The government will be the person knocking at your door to buy that invention if it's actually useful. So then they own it and then it gets released to 
the masses. But it's interesting that we're talking about how Netflix is kind of blurring the the lines of statute of limitations and privacy and coercion because it feels a little bit like coercion to me to right. to to set the setting for somebody to basically incriminate themselves. Right. You and you're, no, you're absolutely right. That's exactly where I was going is that there has to be something, well, not just within the contracts that these people are signing with Netflix, but again, within Netflix's body uh, as a corporation, as an entity, there has to be something within there that ties these all of these things together. There's no way possible. That's like a, a NFL player gets pulled over and the NFL is not going to know by 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Oh, they're going to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. Know? Right. So, yeah. <clears throat> So um, Jeff Lowe basically uh, works his way into, I mean, Joe signs the park over to him. Yeah. But Joe's understanding of the situation was that he's just signing the park over to him in name. Basically, Joe is still the, the leader of the show and, yeah. the, you know, obviously the Tiger King. But more and more, Jeff starts to take power away from Joe in that he has a number two who is the handyman who does all of the things for Jeff and he only really listens to Jeff and it pisses Joe off because Joe won't ever, you know, like the guy just doesn't like him at all. Um, and this guy's really, he's real rough looking. He looks oh, like yeah. Mr. Clean did some hard time oh, yeah. uh, and he's got the teardrop tattoo to match. So um, he's uh, the handyman for Jeff, but he also, Moonlights is a henchman for Jeff, apparently, and we'll come to that in a little bit later. But um, allegedly. allegedly, allegedly, that's right. Um, but then we find out that uh, Jeff gets in trouble in Vegas, right? Yes. He's out in Vegas doing something. He ends up getting in trouble. Wasn't It wasn't for the strangling of his wife that... no. No, was, so that that was that was much longer in. before. That's right. Yeah, That's this right. was yeah smuggling the tigers in. But I, see, if you ask me though, and maybe I, I don't think that that was. I think that was just a cover to get him into the Rico. Uh, I think that was the Fed's way, right? I think he was the Fed, one of the Fed uh, informants to begin with. And I mean, yeah. I don't. I never. We didn't hear anything about the Feds or any legal anything really, except Mm-mm. for. Carol versus Joe until Jeff was involved. So either they were looking at Jeff or yeah. Jeff was the plan. Right. You, you see, like, yeah. And, and it just so happened. Jeff, Jeff has all the criminal resources. He has yeah. this, the henchman. He's got the shady friends. He's yeah. got the other guy that he's friends with that has and, like the Simeon and I've seen enough or whatever. To know that every FBI worker has all the plugs without question. As soon as you ask, they know exactly who to go to. Right. Get right. Back. Yeah, he's a he's a fixer type. So yeah, Jeff gets gets heat brought down on him for basically smuggling two baby tigers into a Vegas uh, a Vegas hotel room so that Instagram models could take pictures with them. Uh, which is well, I mean, that's just one part of it. The other part is that he, other? well, he and his his partner are swingers. His yes. wife. Yes, that's what they. That's their main. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The That's tigers. the way yeah. they pick up chicks for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. No, but I was saying he caught heat for the. He caught heat for the two tiger thing, bringing the tigers. But did he get something else? It was for something else too, right? No, well, he had a prior. I thought he had yeah, a prior. Yeah. Like some prior. yeah. Oh, and then okay, so they actually didn't catch him when he went to the hotel. They went to his house in Vegas, and then they found a gun, I think, 
Well, and so I think that was two separate situations. I believe it was the Tiger situation and then him also having the issue of fi- them finding out that he had him there as well right. after being kicked out of the hotels and then oh, okay, finding the it. weapons. Right, thing. right, right. It, it, it seemed yeah. as if it was like that was more chronological. The Seems way real it convoluted and it sounds like a cop's story, to be honest. It sounds like a cover. Again. Yeah, I've watched a lot of movies. It sounds like Leonardo DiCaprio is about to go into and jail. Departed for, into jail for three months. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Deflo basically gets popped. Um, and apparently, I don't know who does he hear this from. He hears it from an FBI agent that His told partner. him <laughs> that tells him basically, "Oh, your buddy Joe Exotic is going down big time." Right, and that becomes like this whole snowball effect for basically Joe Exotic going to prison. Yep. It was that one comment that sent Joe over the edge because when he and Joe get when he okay, so let me back up. When he's out of trouble, he comes back, and it seems as though Joe has been embezzling money for the entire time right. that he was gone, right. and basically using all of the the, the zoo money to run for governor. Yeah, and that was basically Jeff's money. Which, right, but that which, also shows how much Jeff. I, I mean, uh, Joe knows about business. Right. Well, it also shows how much Jeff knew what cards to play because how okay, um, because part of the the episode also talks about how he's a con artist. Mm-hmm. Um, all his cars are like in repossession uh, status. Yeah, he's not like, making. He drives a he, Ferrari, but he doesn't make any payments on so, it. So, yeah. oh wow, yes, Joe Exotic. Uh, uh, did a bad thing and spent money that was not his mm-hmm. but then whose money is it really right if right. Why, I, how did he have access to the accounts to spend it in the first place exactly right. yeah. i mean it was it was likely it was the business account that it he was, was the, using. I believe, yeah i think it was all taken directly out of the zoo money that was still illegal. You're not necessarily yep. supposed to misappropriate funds like that, but not like that's white collar illegal. That's not, you know, that's not it, like, well, hard I, I think time for Jeff, this was like a drug front potential. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's where he could hold assets that a smuggling I, potential yeah. for sure. Right. Yeah. Whether it was drugs or, or wild animals. I mean, you know, he doesn't Anything, seem like yeah. he would be shying away from selling wild animals. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, man. You, Some get, of them you get enough humans in there with the tigers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and by the way, real quick, um, yeah. why the 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 bag the vagabond? The hmm. w- why did he ha- disappear? Why did he disappear? I, they brought him up at the very end. His his compound got no. raided. Because yeah. that's what season two is about. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Because he's not <laughs> he's in trouble now, too. <laughs> I told you guys I figured season two out already. Yeah. That's that's why, yeah. Oh that, big that omitted information. Yeah. Yeah. There is gonna be a season two, and it's all it's gonna be all about him. All about I him. guarantee it's it. All yeah. about, it's all about him, and the second half of that season's all about his harem. That's it. And what they're yeah. really doing. Right. And if it's no, not, and they I'm haven't sure already wrote I'm this, sure somebody even... over thinkering some uh, royalties already, because we just created that for you. Right. <laughs> I'm sure there's there's some even more twisted tales coming out of that camp than than what happened in Joe Exotics. But the the problem is that that doc guy is he's he's slippery. So like he does he's not going to want to give away that story to anybody because it makes him oh, look yeah. bad. He knows it. So oh yeah. Um. So okay. So uh, when Jeff comes back, he gets into a fight with Joe about the misappropriated funds. 
they get into this big agreement. And basically, uh, Jeff is telling Joe he's to fuck up. And then the, basically says to Joe, and this is where you bas- you see Joe really start to panic. This is, he says, you got, they are having an investigation out uh, for you right now. And then the whole mood changes for Joe. He, he basically bolts. He starts fucking shipping tigers out of the park immediately. He burns his entire computer files, everything. He burns all of his documentation and then he starts shipping tigers out of the zoo and then he hightails it out of there. I think he smelt entrapment, man. Yeah, I think so too. I think he smelt entrapment. Watch yeah. this. Now, uh, Jeff Real said... Real quick, I will say yeah. though that that entrapment, obviously we'll talk, cover this once we get to that point, but for real... Really? You're going to go to Florida? <laughs> yes. Of yeah, all the I'll places explain. you can run away to, you right. go to Florida? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'll, ex- I'll, I'll explain to uh, why, why I believe there was, there was there's clearly a lot of collusion going on here. Mm-hmm. But think about, you're saying, Jeff says, Joe said on camera, Joe didn't want to give him the statements when, and Jeff shared a lot. But he said, you know, oh, Joe doesn't want to give me the statements for the bank, so I have to go down to the bank. And my teller, which means you have someone do something illegal to give you information, mm. then, oh, well, then they tell me about, oh, well, there's a Fed. So you're telling the camera again, someone gave you federal information, which is illegal. Yeah, and banks don't ever do that. They if you're up for investigation, that. they do not tell you that. <laughs> and then. You go back to tell him now. If he yeah. wouldn't show you the statements, that means he knew something was off already. Right. But he didn't know that the feds were on him. And when you told him the feds were on him, now there's an alert. Mm-hmm. I think Joe smelt entrapment. I think so too. I think he, he knew. I think he didn't trust. I think he realized that trusting Jeff was a bad idea, and and yeah. that was that was basically his downfall. Yeah. Um. Other so thing, real quick, yes. Uh, yes. another thing that they didn't pay attention to because mm. the campaign manager brought it up. Mm. You didn't notice a random antenna on top of your roof. Oh yeah, oh, I, was, yeah. I had that in my oh, notes yeah. too. Yeah, it, they bugged his the, main the building, one. the main building, the yeah. office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was very. This was me. The when when they showed that, I was like, "Well, that yeah. wasn't the feds." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was because it was so blatant. They don't give a fuck, man. That's hilarious. They don't care. I I agree. They don't care. I'm just thinking like, come man. Yeah. Um, okay. So basically, okay. And so does does the this conversation about about putting the hit out happen after after Joe leaves? This was a conversation. See, that was the weird part. Is it seemed like it seemed, but but it, they 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 put it in the episodes as if they had this conversation about killing Carol after they fell right. out, which doesn't make sense. Yeah, but so it was clearly right. it happened before. before. It happened before. Clearly, yeah. it happened. It happened before. before he left the property. Right. I'm thinking it happened before uh, Jeff left for Vegas. I think it would ah. have to have been that. Mm-hmm. It would have to have been that because cue ball was was gone too. Yeah, he was gone too. You're right. You're so, right. So basically, uh, Jeff, his henchmen, and Joe are sitting in the office. And Joe likes to pontificate on the ways he would like to kill Carol Baskin. He doesn't necessarily do it because he's going to actually kill her, but it's a release for him because he hates her so much. He he just wants to fantasize about ways he could kill this woman. Um, 
you know, we've all we've all disliked people before, but um, I've liked everybody with so much love. Well, I've mean? never I've never fantasized about harming people, but yeah, I understand. I understand the idea behind him just having that mental exercise, you know. Um, but I guess during this particular conversation, Jeff started to poke and prod a little bit further saying, you know, how we should do it. I Oh, I found out where she lived on Google satellites. Oh, this is the bike Who path. Thinks that of that? And he had this all queued up and ready to go. Yeah. Here's the bike path that she does. She films all of her videos on the bike with, you know, if we stand this spot right here and shoot her, then you would be, you would be able to get away with it. And I think that was it all on camera and then tried to say, Oh, Joe said all of that. Come on. Bro. Yeah. We've been listening to him talk for a few episodes. We've been listening so... to you talk for a few episodes. That yeah. wasn't him. No. I will say this because that part right there, yeah, that, that's that's complete. Don't f with cats, right? Like all over. Don't f with cats. Like I just the, the idea of like using it. technology, internet. Like again, something that would we have like was some like would we have done that? What three years ago? Would we have really spent the time to look at Google Maps, try to track somebody down? Like I don't know mm. that. That was well, that 4chan did 4chan did capture the flag with Shia LaBeouf three years ago. So yeah. And if you haven't read into that whole saga, it's and it's one of the most amazing internet detective sagas that's ever happened on the internet. Yeah. For uh, for a very brief summary, Shia LaBeouf was very uh, enraged about Donald Trump becoming the president. So he decided to do a series of art events. One was setting a, up a camera in New York um, for people to vent their feelings and talk. The problem is 4chan realized that there was a camera in New York now that was feeding a live stream continuously to the internet, so they decided to troll the hell out of everybody. Shia LaBeouf got upset, decided to remove the camera, then he decided to basically fill, put a live stream up of a flag waving in the wind that said, he will not divide us, meaning Trump. And just having the live stream on the flag for 24-7 until basically the end of Trump's election. Wow. 4chan decided, we need to find out where this flag is. So what they did was map the constellations and the plane flight travel as well as the weather in order to awesome. pinpoint <laughs> the position of the flag. Then they found out any Anons that were in the area and had them drive around the area honking their horn while the others listened to the live stream to see if they could hear the horn honk. And basically toward the, told the people driving around if they could hear you honking to get closer or farther away. And somebody finally found the flag, took it down, and put a MAGA hat up on the flagpole. <laughs> it's, you know, look, whatever. Wow. Politics aside, the fact that somebody was a, a group of people were able to collectively use their, their intelligence to find something that would otherwise never have been found is right. quite remarkable. And it's a great story if you haven't heard of it before. Uh, there are YouTube videos about wow. it. It's very entertaining. Um, but Why yeah, isn't there a series about that? There that should be. It's, it's it's incredibly funny it's because it was all about fucking with Shia LaBeouf. And every time they 
they interrupted his shit, he got more and more angry. <laughs> and it gets further. He does something else after that. I won't ruin it for you guys. There is a, there is a, like a little a story on YouTube where you can actually watch the entire saga. So just Google capture the flag Shia LaBeouf. After holes, people found out how to make that guy become unhinged so easily. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, internet. I, I like that it shows his human side, but I also think it's kind of crazy the way it affected him long term. But that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. But yes, just like the idea of this like internet forensics that we're seeing in Don't F with Cats, and then having Jeff pulling up the same sort of weird CSI internet forensics bullshit, where he's like, "This is where she lives. This is the back." And I want to know what Google you know. Earth app he has because I've used Google Earth and. Eh-eh. Well, and that that belies more of a military or law enforcement or criminal background because you you don't you don't look at or top down FBI food. agent yeah or you're an FBI agent <laughs> that's why I said law enforcement yeah I mean you don't look at top down views and plan out modes of attack unless you have some sort of experience right. doing that yeah. type of stuff so yeah. um, so basically they goad Joe into feeling like, yeah, we can totally do this, man. Look how easy this is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeff basically says, I can even get my little henchman guy, the cue ball, Mr. Clean guy to, to do it. And he says, yeah, I'll totally do it for you. And that's kind well, of it. Cut her head off. I'll bring it to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to cut her head off? I'll bring it to you. Like he was basically saying that he was okay with going to murder somebody the entire would. time and yeah. probably would have. And then conveniently, Decided to give up and just go party instead. Right now, well, well that's one story. He, one story he, that, you know, he didn't m- commit any murder, but it's yeah. interesting that he bailed out of doing the actual deed. Mm-hmm. And I believe that he bailed out of it because he never got paid any money. Right, and he just decided to say fuck it and go home instead. I now, thought the same. I thought I thought he just got stiffed on the payment and was like, "I'm not doing this." Right. But no, I think he told he was told by uh, Jeff. This is what I think went down. Jeff went to Vegas. The conversation where Cubal was going to take um, the money and go do the deed um, was based on Jeff telling him, "Look, just convince him to pay you whatever he gives you. Take it right after they the fact. Kind of currency exchange. Right. We just, Jeff knew that ahead of time. We omitted the fact that they tried the FBI tried to set up Joe Exotic twice mm-hmm. before and he didn't pay either time. Right. They tried yeah. to set him up for murder for hire twice and he didn't complete the transaction. That's why they they strong armed Jeff to tell Q-Ball, you have to fucking accept money because we can't get this guy if he doesn't take if he doesn't give you any money. Well, I think but, uh, in addition to that, I think the the what he was trying to get him to understand was like, just take the money. But if you get, if the feds get involved, we never had this conversation. This never happened. And you have to act like you were mad about getting whatever you got mm-hmm. and not to go to Florida, go, go home. Yeah. Like make Joe exotic. Think you're going to Florida. And yes. also what was with the shot of him taking a bath? What was that about? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, bizarre. In his, in his shorts, yeah, very strange. But there was, a, but then there's a wrinkle in this whole narrative too, because according to Joe Exotic, and you see a text message thread that says Jeff tells the other guy that he should just go to South Carolina, right? In the text messages, 
that he was heading to South Carolina. He was never going to Florida. And that was Joe's whole contention is that he never told the guy to go do this. Jeff was the one that tried to push this into happening. And Jeff was the one to give told them to give him money, which ended up being the reason Joe got in in trouble. Jeff told him to give the cue ball guy three thousand dollars to go home. Well, and and so what I believe is I think again, kind of corroborating the fact of me thinking Jeff's a federal agent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jeff was already playing for that angle. That's why he sent uh, uh, his guy in to get the money didn't know the money was actually moved around because of the way that played out. And, you know, maybe he did his part a little too well and acted it too well in the whole making Joe believe it. And that's when they were like, okay, well, we need to bring in another guy to actually get it to go down. And then it doesn't go down. Then you have this guy come back around. Oh, I got, I got some money. Yeah, that did that. Remember, that's what you told me. Like, and like you guys just alluded to, there was I don't think, I don't think, Jeff was, I don't think Jeff was involved with the first two murder for hire plots. Was he? I because I think, Jeff, I think Jeff was the reason that they actually got the murder for hire because okay. the first two times the the feds were just trying to catch him for the murder for hire thing, I believe. And then the third time is when they brought in Jeff and the Q and Jeff was like, we'll get the cue ball guy to do it because mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Well, so what about, uh, am I jumping too far? What about Andy? Which one was Andy? Is, am I getting the name right? It was the, the, the stockier guy. The, st- the had- strip club guy. Yeah, he's the one oh, that turned. Yeah, he's, he's the one. Henry, that Hill. He's the Henry Hill of the whole thing. Yeah, but I don't know what he was a part of. What he was, was his, his? He brought the. He brought the the, the hitman. Oh, that's right. That the, Andy. Oh, the original. Right. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So he was Andy, the first person he went to and said, yeah. "I need you to do a job for me." Yeah. yeah you're right. That's right. Yeah. And so and he Andy, that plug. Right. He had all the connections and stuff. So he goes to this guy, Andy, who is, you know, some sketchy dude and does, you know, tries to set up the murder for hire thing. It fails twice because Joe decides not to bring any money or make any transactions. So the feds can't get him. This guy, Andy's working with the feds already. Man. He's trying to set it. He's trying he's, to set up Joe. I think he's just trying to get his his record expunged. Right. He is. He's got a bad record. He has an illegal lemur. He has some shady things that happened in his past. The feds come to you, say, hey, you work with us. We'll make you a deal. He gets a deal only if he can get Joe Exotic to do this murder for hire thing. And so he can't do it, fails twice, and then he brings in Jeff. And then Jeff is able to get it done. Because retroactively, apparently, they had already done this. Right. That was the story. It wasn't they didn't do it, try to do it again. It was Jeff coming at coming to or Andy coming to the Jeff and Jeff being like, oh, yeah, he already tried to do this. And they all just retroactively created the story. Hmm. So it wasn't even a third time of trying to get the murder for hire thing down. It was the two times that it didn't happen. And then Jeff came set comes and says, oh, yeah, but we already had this conversation a month ago or two months ago. Yeah, that 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 would make more sense than how it was presented on camera. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy because he was basically, they couldn't get him for anything. They couldn't get him for the the murder for hire stuff for sure. Well, well, I don't want to go too far into what they could or couldn't, but what they did get him for, let's get into that in a moment. Yes. Um, I want to say what I, what I did notice really quick, back to the, I wanted, I'm not even really sure if his name was Andy, but back to the, the bigger, the heavier guy. 
Mm-hmm. What I thought was really interesting was when he makes the statement, oh, well, if he got lifetime, I'm not sure I'd be, if he got life, I'm not sure I'd be able to sleep with myself. Like, mm-hmm. if he's a, if he's committed these crimes and you think he should be prosecuted, it doesn't matter how much time he gets. The time is the time. Right. So what do you feel any remorse about if this guy is a guilty criminal for what you guys are putting, what he's being put up for? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. to say, to make the statement, oh, if he were to get life, I don't know if I would be able to sleep. It makes me think all right, you kind of you're starting to feel bad for setting this guy up. Yeah, and so basically, um, you know, Joe gets taken in. Uh, they finally catch up to him because of the murder for hire thing, and then all of a sudden, everybody that worked for him started flipping, and they all started ratting, except for that one guy that didn't have any legs, right. who was not asked to testify at all, even though he had worked there the longest. He had worked with Joe for 14 years or something like that, and they didn't want him to testify. They wanted all of these other people to testify who were all willing to testify against Joe. I was going to say, I think because he was the only one that had nothing on the surface. He had nothing against Joe. Or he could have corroborated that some of the things were actually inaccurate. Of course. So they basically withheld a key witness into something that could have you know, exonerated him for maybe one or two things. I mean, obviously he did some bad shit. So of course I try to say, you know, he, he didn't deserve some of the things that came to him. Right. And I think that also goes hand in hand with them not interviewing Jeff. Yeah. You know, which was said in the show itself, but again, you have all of these parties involved. His name was on the zoo. Mm -hmm. He should be questioned at some point because, That money and some of these transactions, some of those line, those tiger bodies that they found or skulls that they found. Yeah. Yeah. Joe will tell you he killed five of them. But at this point, I'm, I got to a point where I believe he was really just like, hey, all right, I've started assessing the sentencing on some of this stuff. Oh, that's what you want to hit me with? Cool. Mm-hmm. Give me that one. Give me that yeah. one. That yeah. one. That one's going to get me out of here the fastest. I can fight that one in this way. The yeah. rest of those things, if you don't tack those on, it's less stuff for me to fight. Yeah. And, well, they tacked on all of the other charges because oh, the exactly. murder for hire was too flimsy. That, right. that they knew they had coerced it out of him, mm-hmm. and if it was just that standing alone, the jury wouldn't have indicted him. And he I probably would have gone free. Right. Considering he knew how much he had said on camera and on the internet, I don't think he was willing to deny, especially under oath, that he uh, had plotted to kill her. Oh, no, he's had a vendetta against her, yeah. and he's openly admitted that. But the problem is, is that there is a there. I mean, there's a difference between threatening somebody and they could have gotten him maybe for illegal threatening or something like that. But uh, yeah, uh, but there is also the you have the ability to say certain things as long as it's not a call to violence or anything like that. Right. As, as Carol's father alluded in the beginning or said in the beginning uh, episodes, hey, if there's nobody, there's no crime. And so. Which brings us towards our end of our conversation. Joe decides that screw everybody. I'm working with PETA on the inside. Right. <laughs> what he has decided now. And he is turning over everything he's got. Apparently he has a warehouse or a storage unit full of documents. 30. And he's ready to bring everybody down. 38. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of people to bring down bro. he knew 38 people that he's ready to bring down in this whole illegal trade so i think this won't be the last time we hear of joe exotic for sure because he seems to be feeding a lot of information to peter right now and so he'll probably and he's doing 22 years so right he, he might he might get it struck down to 10 who knows 
Right. And uh, so or might get acquitted. Who knows? Or might get acquitted <laughs> by, by, yeah. by Trump. <laughs> um, I, I want to touch for a moment on those 22 years and, and what comes with them. So we have, uh, what is it? Two counts of murder for hire. Mm. Nine counts of endangered species, uh, violating the Endangered Species Act. Mm. And set, uh, eight counts of violations of the Lacey Act. Mm. Now, for those who, like myself, are not privy to uh, uh, certain laws, have to look them up, right? The Lacey Act states that, or it prohibits the trade in wildlife, fish, and plants that are illegally taken, possessed, or transported, or sold in any way. Which, mm. right? Okay, makes sense to any of us. And the Endangered Species Act is designed to protect critically imperiled species from extinction as a consequence of economic growth and development untempered by adequate concern and conservation. Yeah, basically, you can't fuck with endangered species. Right. So or you know they're endangered animals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, don't buy or sell animals and don't yeah. touch animals that you don't that, as far as we know, can't repopulate the world as fast as human beings. Right. So. Right. You look at those and, okay, two acts of murder for hire. Two people were going to be killed. That's easy. You know, that's pretty easy to say, right? And I don't even think that that's incredibly true because they were only saying Talking Carol. about Carol. Yeah, so right. I don't understand why there's two, two, uh, counts. two counts. Yeah. There's a, I think there's a few ways they could spin that. Um, maybe it's the verbal thread and then actually trying to hire, find someone. They were fucking reaching, man. Right. Uh, yeah. Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. But then you have the um, Lacey Act, okay? Mm. And you have the Endangered Species Act. Can we get some specificity? No, because those are just those are just bullshit tack on stuff to get more exactly more sympathy for the prosecutors so that the jury will convict him. Because it was a because Carol was working with these animal rights activists and politicians in order to bring down Joe Exotic. He mm-hmm. had, like we said, he was the he, he was the sacrificial lamb right. for this whole you know criminal underworld. Right, it's and like again, not, give him not up claiming any then, innocence on his part. Just clearly, we no, see no. I mean, he's was. done he's done bad shit too. But the thing yeah. is, is he's probably he's probably more clean than some of the other players out there that yeah. fucked him over. So, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's a very amazing the way they went about it. I have to admit. After at least episode six and seven, I am interested to see what they're going to do next with this. Same. I think after episode five, I was more interested. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first four or five episodes were kind of boring. But, you know, the drama really kicked up and I would actually like to see um, the continuation of this. Like, I would like to see, it, you know, an expose into the rest of it. I know that Carol Dan- Carol's fucking uh, the, the disappearance reopened. Her husband dis- husband's disappearance that, has been reopened. Okay. Yeah, hopefully and they I, uh, did that, and not his family, because I don't know if they got enough money to fight her. No, no, the, I believe it's the state. Yeah, the state reopened the case, and I mean, so you know, like we were talking about this whole weird marriage between law enforcement and entertainment that's happening right now. Um, it's something that we don't normally ever see, and it's strange that it's kind of manufacturing a sort of um, okayness with it. Because it is a little bit strange that we're manufacturing narratives that put people in jail. Um, 
whether they're true or not, it's still quite odd. I don't understand why you would ever incriminate yourself to this extent. It just doesn't make any sense. So there has to be some other mechanism going on here that we don't know about. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I have. Yep. In conclusion, yep. What do we say? Do we recommend this series for people to watch? <laughs> it's entertaining. <sighs> yeah, I'm but gonna really have to have say to I. You yeah. really have to be into the true crime crime thing. And if that's not your thing, if you don't want a twist every episode, then so, three twists every episode, three twists every episode and and a lot of shock value. I don't know. I think for the for me, the first episode was rough when I was because it was heavy on the abuse of the animals. Yeah. And that was not I mean, like, you know, the people are train wrecks, but it's awful to see people get abused you know animals being abused and shit so um, yeah go ahead no no i'm good yeah i i actually agree with everything you just said and i also want to add for the animal lovers and the non-animal lovers uh understand that there are levels of disgust towards the animals and towards the humans that are gonna make you cringe either way Mm -hmm. um as far as the animals specifically are concerned netflix made a huge attempt to ensure that there wasn't a lot of um nastiness towards the animals captured on camera verbally we heard plenty of things were done and said and uh speculated but Mm. there wasn't much on camera and i think that holds very true to in our society people want to see you know they nobody minds seeing a human being get shot but if you shoot an animal i think the one somebody's going in yeah, the one scene that fucked me up the most, and it's so bizarre because I think it was one of the first scenes, was the dude that had a fucking snow leopard in his mm-hmm. van. Yeah. Like, so that shit that, that fucked me up so hard when he opened it up and that little poor fucking snow leopard who's supposed to live in the Himalayan mountains mm-hmm. is panting and sweating in a fucking in a vehicle in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that. that just really bugged the crap out of me. But, you know, like there's yeah. very little like those, Keelan those said, there's moments. very little of the animal abuse. It's not as bad as don't fuck with cats. Um, so that's good. But yeah, the people are really what the story is about. It's not 100%. necessarily about the tigers. And um, I personally want to say to those watching, listening who will watch or listen, if you have when you do take a look at this, please. Again, I I personally would love to hear some of the feedback and what you guys thought, what you guys mm-hmm. get out of it. Um, who do you think's the federal agent? Yeah. <laughs> I, think they all are. <laughs> I think there's more than one or two, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Um, and something I think is very important for people to take away from this is even though we saw the obvious abuse uh, towards the humans, towards one another, it wasn't once mentioned in this entire seven hours. It just wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, last episode we did, I want to make sure we address this. Last episode, I had a question that I would, wanted to follow up on, and I did, which was about SAF, whether or not SAF was born a male, born a woman, uh, just chooses the gender pronouns of male being born a woman. Um, and that is exactly what it is. Um, SAF was born as Kelsey SAF. And is a trans man, lesbian woman who identifies as a man. 
That is what I read online uh, via some people who have followed up with him. And that is what he explained to them. That is what they reported back to the masses. And I said I will follow up. I did that. All right. Noted. All right. Um, I I have a feeling we need to cover this a little more. Most another episode, yeah, because um, there's still there's layers that just yeah. I um, obviously it, that I keep after our conversation right now. You know, I kind of want to revisit this and we can have a radical discussion for sure. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, you know, uh, thank you very much for those listening live. Uh, also, thank you to those uh, listening in on the podcatchers. If you do uh, want to get more information on that please head on over to thinkering.space. Uh, we got uh, our latest episode loaded up there, as well as links for all of those audio podcast feeds. And I think that's going to do it for today. So for Thinkering, I'm Jose. I'm Nick. And I'm Keelan. Let us know what you guys think if you guys decide to watch the show this weekend. Trust me, it's going to confuse you. Yeah. <laughs> all right, goodbye, everybody. Night.